You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. on to the dopamine dopamine driven feedback loop. 1954 neuroscientists James Olds and Peter Milner ran an experiment by implementing electrodes in the brains of rats. The researchers blocked the release of dopamine. They were surprised the rats lost all will to live. They wouldn't eat, they wouldn't have sex, they didn't have, they didn't crave anything. Within a few days the animal died of thirst. The ability to experience pleasure remained, but without dopamine, desire died, and without desire, action stopped. When it comes to habits, the key takeaway is this. Dopamine is released not only when you experience pleasure, but also when you anticipate it. Gambling addicts have a dopamine spike right before they place a bet, not after they win. It is the anticipation of a reward, not the fulfilment of it. That gets us to take action, and that's on page 106. Interestingly, the reward system that is activated in the brain when you receive a reward is the same system that is activated when you anticipate a reward. (coughs) Do you prefer the anticipation or the doing of anything? Mm. Um, It gave the example of, I think, Christmas in this, isn't it? What's that? I think it gave the example of Christmas as to um, the anticipation of Christmas is probably more better than actual. Do you prefer the anticipation or the doing? Is the question. Um, I guess it would depend on what it is. Um, um, this guy. This guy. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think the anticipation. What about a beat? Exactly where I was going with this. Yeah, I know. That's why I, 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 I know exactly what. Um, oh, do you know what I want to say in regards to that? I'm, I'm, I am and I, I'm not going to answer that. I guess the thrill is more satisfying than. I don't know. You enjoy the chase, if that makes any sense. But more often than not, when it once it's all over, I mean, there's the difference between doing it and it being over. But um, I'll say doing it, obviously. My humble opinion, anyway. But I guess there is a lot of excitement in in the anticipation in terms of the thrill. Yeah, to, to be fair, to be fair to you, I, I'm in agreement in that it depends. So like, even when I done my skydive, the anticipation didn't really hit me because I tried to play it cool. The doing was nuts. Like it was crazy. Like <laughs> I won't do it again. But you can't like that. It far outweighed the anticipation didn't know what to expect mm. then there's other things where like as you said the thrill of the chase sometimes say like the, say like the doing of I don't know going on the date the anticipation of trying to get there and just the messaging beforehand or trying to get someone to feel a certain way about you or whatever it is sometimes that anticipation is better than actually when you get there like oh it's the letdown it. you like, know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> no, no not like that <laughs> Someone's been hurt. No, no, no. It's something personal, boy. No, no, no. no. I haven't been hurt at all. I don't know. Like, anyway. So I let you finish. I let you finish. I let you finish. No one's let me down. Let down. You know what I'm saying? What's her name, Pete? Go and fuck his machina. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, get it off your chest, bro. Get it off your chest. Oh shit! Oh, what happened? Bit his tongue. I got nothing to say. No one's. Nah, what down. happened? Nah, no what one, happened? No one's let me down. I'm very happy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no one's let me down. I'm very happy at the moment. I'm very happy. No one's let me down. The man is fully repeating it. What's happened, really? Nothing's happened, honestly. Oh, recent months, no one's let you down. No, no one's let me down. No one's let me down. No one's let me down. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> let down. Let down. You know what I'm saying? That cuts a nerve. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, but it could be a bit of both, P, as you said. Depends, it could depend on what the activity is or whatever the situation is. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So you don't want to get nothing off. No, no, no. I'm um, so the reason why I'm I'm touching my phone is no. So there's bits and pieces beforehand. Um, the dopamine part that I wanted to go over, but no, I have <laughs> I have nothing to say in regards to whether it's dating or anything like that. I mean, that's what you're referring to anyway. I wasn't referring to it. <laughs> you definitely were. Oh, um, <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't referring to anything. Just just asking the question. All right, so your brain has far more neural circuitry allocated for wanting rewards than for liking them. That's on page 108. These insights reveal the importance of the second law of behaviour change. We need to make our habits attractive because it is the expectation of rewarding experience that, motivate, that motivates us to act in the first place. This is where a strategy known as temptation bundling comes into play. How to use temptation bundling to make your habits more attractive? Ronan Byron, electric engineer, had to bike and connected to a laptop and TV, wrote a computer program that would allow Netflix to run only if cycling at a certain speed. Too slow, it would cause it would pause until cycling again. ABC Network created, thank God it's Thursday, three shows back to back, relaxing with popcorn and wine. The reward, the reward gets associated with the queue and the habit of turning on the TV becomes more attractive. What two to three habits would you like to bundle together? Good question. Um, <clears throat> Pete, you don't have to wait for me now, I was just thinking. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, because I was unsure. Of what the question? I'll repeat no, no, it again. See, this is the habit what, I was going to say. What, I was about to say. What two, three sure, habits? His habit is, what no. three two to three habits would you like to bundle together? I've put yeah, play chess, boxing, and Spanish. If I could put those together, um, I would be happy. I think mine would be. Or oh, just comment to mine is holiday to holiday to holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you, okay, sorry, you not, intervene, bro. okay, no, you, anyway, um, no, I'm, I'm really not too sure. I think mine will be uh, maybe something before exercising, exercising, and then something else after. Well, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> Are you not laughing for? What's wrong with you lot today? <laughs> Are you not moving mad today? You know, I'm telling you. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> Can we get some professionalism back in the room? <laughs> 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 
Say I have no idea why I stacked together. I'll give you an example. Everyone's laughing. Oh. Oh. Stacked something with the something with the something. No, something before, exercising, <laughs> exercising, and something after. I said, I'm not too sure, but I would sandwich exercising in between. <laughs> oh, One of a kind, brother. <laughs> oh, but this is towards the end of the chapter, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I was running through one or two bits and pieces. Oh, shit. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, I think there's one or two things that I felt that it was interesting he said. So he raised um, the point of we have the brains of our ancestors, but temptations, obviously, that they never faced. Obviously, talking about obviously, some of the technologies and, and things of today. Um, he gave examples of video games being, obviously, more concentrated and attractive than board games and junk food, obviously, being more attractive than normal food. And obviously, I know you spoke about salt and sugar and stuff like that um, earlier or moments ago. Um Obviously, it talks about obviously our habits have to be attractive also. Um, for our habits to be attractive, I think, which you've mentioned before, so we need to understand obviously how our cravings work and obviously how our desires work. And obviously from there to which obviously you mentioned um, the dopamine strike. Mm. So yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Um, but you know what I've re- really found um, interesting as well, um, just just touches on what's going on here today? <laughs> What is going on here today? Um, it's also about obviously heightened stimuli, which obviously, which was food, porn, Video games and obviously social media. Um, video games, obviously, as I mentioned before, obviously being like more concentrated than obviously things of the past, such as board games. That's me finished. Okay. <laughs> Have you thought of anything, please? Anything else? No. All right, I'll, I'll move on. Temptation bundling is one way to apply a psychology theory known as Premax principle. The principle states that. More probable behaviours will reinforce less probable behaviours. It must be probable. So more probable behaviours will reinforce less probable behaviours. In other words, even if you don't really want to process overdue work emails, you'll become conditioned to it if it means you get to do something you really want to do along the way. The habit stacking plus temptation bundling formula is after current habit I will habit I need after within brackets habit I need I will within brackets habit I want so that would look like after I get my morning coffee I will say one thing I'm grateful for that happened yesterday that's the need second after I say one thing that I'm grateful for I will read the news that's the want the hope is that eventually You'll look forward to calling free clients or doing 10 burpees because it means you get to read the latest sports news or check Facebook. And just to finish up, do you want to read up the the chapter summary on page 111? Right. The second law of behaviour change is make it attractive. The more attractive an opportunity is, the more likely it is to to become habit-forming. Habits are a dopamine-driven feedback loop. When dopamine rises, so does our motivation to act. It is the anticipation of a reward, not the fulfillment of it, that gets us to take action. The greater the anticipation, the greater the dopamine, dopamine spike. Temptation bundling is one way to make your habits more attractive. The strategy is to pair an action you want to do with an action that you need to do. 
Right, part nine, the role of family and friends in shaping your habits. The seductive pull of social. Humans, humans and herd animals, we want to fit in, to bond with others and to earn the respect and approval of our peers. Such inclinations are essential to our survival. For most of our evolution... Why does that stuff throw me? Um, for most of our evolution... Involuntary? Nah. <clears throat> evolve. Evolve. Oh, that's that's really throwing me off still. I'm not going to front. Evolutionary. Evolutionary. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I couldn't say that. History. Our ancestors lived in tribes, becoming separated oh, from Mike the tribe. What's that? Becoming separated from the tribe, or worse, being cast out, was a death sentence. The lone wolf does, but the pack survives. We don't choose our earliest habits, we imitate them. We follow the script handed by our friends and family. Our school, our church or, sc our church or school, our local community and society at large. That's on page 115. What habits have you picked up from your local community, ranging from friends, family, local residents, etc.? Um, I'm very cautious and you don't realise it and probably each of us in this room are and you don't realise it that it's down to our environment until you you step out of the environment whether that's going to a different area going abroad meeting people that are maybe not from London mm. you don't realise that like even now I'm very cautious so like even when man was in Mexico and I was um, it, sorry even my even my other half <clears throat> she doesn't get it like and I'm like Yo, 20 years ago, you couldn't go here. Well, these men would try this. Or there was just people from her. She don't get it. Like, she'll walk down the street late at night with headphones in her head. With, with, I'm like, you can't do... Like, what are you... Yeah. I'm cautious like that. I'm very yeah. cautious. Yeah. That's just how I grew up. Mm. When, we, when we was growing up, jackings was the... Man was getting jacked left, right, and centre. Like, yeah. that was the thing. So, and just... You just used to hear stories about things that were going on and stuff. And maybe because... Either we're from that or knew people from that or parents were from that. We all we, we knew the stories, mm -hmm. whether it's in it or not. And it's just when someone's not from that world, they just they don't get it. And being fruit a bit more free spirited and free world and just thinking that will never happen to me is sometimes a blessing because you can really enjoy a situation you're in or life. But then but when you have this cautious aspect, you're always there's this slight worry at the back of your head that what if that might happen or I don't know this area. And you can't just fully let go sometimes. That's, that's what true. I would say. I'm very cautious. And that's 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 for my environment, friends, family, that kind of thing. Mum's going to Mexico. Be safe. Be careful. Don't drive late at night. Don't do this. Other half told their parents, have great time. That's literally <laughs> what they said. Have a yeah. great time. Yeah. 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 Difference. Difference. Mm -hmm. Like they don't expect nothing to happen. Whereas man expects... Yeah, the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I P you probably ain't got an answer for this, so I'll go. Yeah, um, you're right. My, no, yeah, yeah. In my from my local <laughs> community, I would I would say, and it's probably I don't I'm gonna say it's bad, it is what it is, isn't it? But like smoking, swearing, um kissing my teeth, <laughs> cleaning the chicken off the bone. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Um the head nod. That's <laughs> that's that's universal still. Um <laughs> Damn yeah, right. Yeah, that's from my community store. 
It's universal though, bro. Yeah. You go abroad, that man, I'm nodding at you. Yeah, yeah, you know what it is. I see, brother. <laughs> well, move on, because I know P ain't got no answers. Now all the echo and everything you, you both said, <laughs> like, truth be told. Yeah, yeah, all right. Then habit stacked it. <laughs> um, I was trying to think from a positive point of view, but I mean, yeah. like, you've mentioned a few anyway. Cool. Uh, we imitate the habits of three groups in particular, the close, the many, and the powerful. Imitating the close, proximity has a powerful effect on our behaviour. This is true of the physical environment, but it is also true of the social environment. That's on page 116. To make your habits even more attractive, you can take this strategy one step further. Join a culture where, one, your desired behaviour is the normal behaviour, and two, you already you already have something in common with the group. That's on page 117. Nothing sustains motivation better than belonging to a tribe. The shared identity begins to reinforce your personal identity. This is why remaining part of a group after achieving a goal is crucial to maintaining your habits. Have you, ju- have you joined a group or tribe, and are there any groups or tribe you would want to join and why? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm part of a well-known group or tribe. I this f- is like a, a tribe. Yeah, you know, this is yeah. This well, if we if we label this and yeah, I'm in a group. Mm. Um, what I would say if if there's one I wanted to join, I think if I educated myself a bit more, um, I just had a bit. I don't know if I had less worries in life because you don't matter what position you're in. You well for me anyway, still have worries <laughs> that shit is gonna hit the fan or could go wrong. I think I'd, I'd, I'd um, thing. I'd join them, them people who are looking out for the environment, like the long-term environment and long-term um, issues going on with, with our environment and, and sustainability and stuff like that. And it could even be, it doesn't even have to be man, me petitioning on the road and blocking our motorways. Mm. It could be even trying to work in a sustainability division in a particular sector, i.e. housing, and making sure that the houses being built, the energy being used, it's sustainable, long, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so I think that's one group that, like, they, they intrigue me. It intrigues me because I don't know much about it. That's 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 what I would say. P? Um, yeah, I think you, you mentioned, obviously, we're part of a group, and obviously we do, <clears throat> we're obviously part of a bigger group, dare I say, obviously, outside of this, in regards to, like, other bits and pieces. Um, as to what you said, Mason, I guess, I mean, not that I'm being critical in any way, shape or form. Um, the first thing that came to my mind as to that was, not that you have to be on a winning side and a losing side, but at this moment in, side, moment, this moment in time, it just doesn't feel that, in fact, there, are, there is progress being made, obviously, with um, some of the sustainability stuff, but I guess not enough people, Yeah, not enough people are. Yeah, they're, they're living for now. They're, I'm not going to be 50 years, 60 years. Yeah, so it's very, very difficult to adopt. But I guess some of the things that I think you're talking about, you probably do personally, I guess do obviously contribute towards that. The reason I guess why I paused was, I mean, it talks about it obviously in this chapter really as to um, some people following the herd and things of this. What's going on here? What are you talking about? I'm <laughs> this guy's just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, some people following the herd um, and being scared to actually, I don't know, having actually having better and superior knowledge but sometimes actually working with the inferior knowledge because they're scared of standing out oh good point well, it was definitely a good point i mean i just said that so would you be on the front line with the anti-vaxxers no <clears throat> um no um no not really the reason why i say so i've got no problem with anyone taking the vaccination but at the same time um, I'm for people not wanting to take the vaccination. I guess I'm more pro-choice rather than yeah, one yeah, yeah, or the other. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Imita- yeah. Right, done. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, two imitating the many. Experiment with two cards. Length being different. Everyone around the participant would agree it right, although wrong, which influences the participant to change their their mind, even though they know it's incorrect. By the end of the experiment, nearly seventy five percent of the subjects had agreed with the group answer, even though it was obviously incorrect. And that's on page one twenty. Are we seeing this being played out right now in society? Yeah, to, yeah. For, to a massive extent. If we're, if we're relating this to particular, like, yeah. COVID and vaccinations, then I would say yes, personally. Mm. I would definitely, well, yeah, I would say yes. I've seen some of the things that people have said. I was like, yo, have you lost your marbles? Take a step back, man. Mm. A man said, a man had COVID, yeah, over December. Mm-hmm. I had COVID over December. I had COVID over December. Man said in a group chat, Vax- my vaccination doing what it's supposed to do. What? I was thinking that as in like protecting him or something. I was thinking, <laughs> bro, without that vaccination, you'd be exactly the same. That's what I was thinking in my head. Mm. I'm the same as you and I've got COVID. Like, mm. Anyway, yeah, definitely, man. This whole us and them and all these kind of things. Yeah. And people just lining up and stuff, and they're not—they're just—it's just to fit in. People, someone's telling you to do someone in authority back to these experiments with the lab coat and that. It's telling you go and get your vaccine, save society, and all the rest of it. And it's—if you look at the facts, everyone can contract and and um, distribute COVID. Mm. You know what I mean? And if you—the way I see it, yeah, I've made my choice in it. Yeah, I know it's starting to drift off to political. I've made my choice. If I was to die from this thing. That's my choice. Like I made my choice. No one has to say shame. I told you to get it because I've made my choice. Mm. I know what the risks are, and I've made my choice. So if I die, let me like I'll die with my head held high, knowing that I stuck with my guns. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I feel about it anyway. So just let me like just like the main like when people start making this political argument and saying you're doing this and doing that to society and not allowing a f- free society. Listen. First and foremost, the main reason that they ever invented this vaccine was for a sole person, a, a, sorry, every individual to protect themselves, potentially protect themselves against, to and reduce the risks of you suffering severe consequences of COVID, yeah? Individually. This whole mass hysteria, society hysteria now, is just gone way beyond what I, just gone way beyond now, just, just to, to, for an us and them kind of point of view. The way I see it, you taking your job because you thought it's going to... Fine. I'm not out here petition, like saying this, that, and the third. Mm. So if I choose not to, and if worse comes to worse, I end up, something severe happens to me. I made my own choice. I, la- I made my bed after lying it. Mm-hmm. Don't only say shame, I told you. None of that because I knew. Do you know what I'm saying? Leave it at that. You yeah. made your choice, I made mine. <laughs> P? And I think he makes a valid point, really. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I would have added to that, really, is... I mean, not even to like, have a political discussion, is... Like a while ago, I mean, even everyone's had to take a look at themselves. Well, me personally, anyway, as to whether it was being um, vaxxed or anti-vaxxed. And I just made a decision that actually, you know what? Again, it's all pro-choice, really. I'm just uncomfortable with whatever decision you're happy actually making it for, as long as you're making that decision for the best of yourself. Me mm. personally, it's not what I want to do, but I'm cool with whatever, is your, whatever is you want to do. I'm not really going to take one side of the fence. Obviously, there's people that we know have been affected either way, like mm. whether taking the vaccine mm. or not taking the vaccine. Mm. It'll be stupid and a little bit ignorant to start pointing fingers and doing stuff like ha-ha. It doesn't make no sense to me. No, agreed. Agreed. Both points agreed. The normal behaviour of the tribe often overpowers the, the desired behaviour of the individual. 
there is tremendous internal pressure to comply with the norms of the group. When changing your habits meaning challenging the tribe, change is unattractive. When changing your habits means fitting in with the tribe, change is very attractive. Going on to part three, imitating the powerful. High status people enjoy the approval, respect and praise of others. And that means if a behaviour can get us approval, respect and praise, we find it attractive. Um, now going on to the, the chapter summary, that's on one, two, two. If you want to just mm-hmm. go through that quickly. Yeah. The culture we live in determines which behaviours are attractive to us. We tend to adopt habits that are praised and approved by our culture because we have a strong desire to fit in and belong to the tribe. We tend to imitate the habits of three social groups, the close, the many and the powerful. One of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where one, your desired behaviour is the normal behaviour and two, you already have something in common with the group. The normal behaviour of the tribe often overpowers the desired behaviour of the individual. Most days we'd rather be wrong with the crowd than right by ourselves. Finally, if a behaviour can get us approval, respect and praise, we find it attractive. Going on to part 10, how to find and fix the cause of your bad habits. Every behaviour has a surface level craving and a deeper underlying motive. It's on page 127. Have you thought about your habits and what may motivate you to have them, whether good or bad, and can you give an example? Mace. Mm-hmm. I'll just go to you. <clears throat> I, have a, I have an answer, but we can go to Mason. <laughs> we can go to Mason first. Jeez. All right. team, Peter. No, 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 Mason. You're nominated. <laughs> you're nominated to answer first. Run, brother. So you, you, you know what you man. Just you're go if you've got an answer, man. Um, I guess just wanting to do better, really. So in mm. order to do better, obviously, you need is important to habit stack, you know? Um, all that type of stuff so yeah no no it's important to like you know build processes and systems and stuff like that so that's the reason why um, I have that's me done cool you'll learn on that one but as in like you're just answering that question on me oh okay then I'm happy to move on then no answer okay at a, deep, at a deep level, you simply want to reduce uncertainty and relive anxiety to win social acceptance and approval Approval to achieve status. Your habits are modern-day solutions to ancient desires, new versions of old vices. The underlying motives behind human behaviour remain the same. That's on page 128. Habits are all about associations. These associations determine whether we predict a habit to be worth repeating or not. Every time you receive a cue, your brain runs a simulation and makes a prediction about what to do in the next moment. Life feels reactive, but it's actually predictive. All day long, you're making your best guess of how to act given what you've seen, what you've just seen and what has worked for you in the past. You are endlessly predicting what will happen in the next moment. From your accumulated daily habits, can you predict how your day is going to be? Yes, good question. From your accumulated daily yeah. habits, can yeah. you predict how your day is going to be? I'll repeat it again, just, yeah. just for yeah, those yeah, that yeah. Uh, are hard of hearing. From your accumulated daily habits, can you predict how your day is going to be? No one, anyone can answer. Yeah, it's just, do you know what's not sad, but I can, Yeah, which is not good because I want to break out of that. But I can, I actually can predict how my day is going to be from accumulation of how my day's been previous 
If that how, makes why sense. would you say it's a bad thing though? Um, in terms of productivity. Okay. Um, yeah, in terms of productivity, I'd say. I think work from home has been a blessing, but a curse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would say. That's it. I guess it's quite a simple answer, really. I mean, in reference to either you can or you can't. I mean, personally, I think I can, but I guess that would depend on if the first few activities or first few things that you've done have gone well, then obviously that, that, that's going to obviously be like a slow start to your day. Obviously, if you've done a few things which are cool and you've got through them quite quickly and done them quite well, then obviously it builds momentum. So I guess that would be my response, really. Cool. <clears throat> A craving is the sense that something is missing. It is the desire to change your internal state when the temperature falls. There is a gap between what your body is currently sensing and what it wants to be sensing. This gap between your current state and your desired state provides a reason to act. Our feelings and emotions tell us whether to hold steady in our current state or to make a change. They help us decide the best course of action. Neurologists have discovered that when emotions and feelings are impaired, we actually lose the ability to make decisions. We have no signal of what to pursue and what to avoid. As the neuroscientist Antio Damasio explains, it is emotion that allows you to mark things as good, bad or indifferent. And that's on page 130. Habits are attractive when we associate them with positive feelings and we can use this insight to our advantage rather than our detriment. Uh, why do we find bad habits attractive? Anyone? So, um, I might think they're just probably easy to adopt. I mean, I can't. I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even say that. Personally, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily easy to adopt in good habits. I'm just trying to think. What is it that something I know might be bad for me? What, what, what's the? I'm talking about the resistance. What's that? Okay, I mean, I, I could be wrong. Obviously, they could, or there could be varying answers. But I'm talking about as to if we use. Um, Eating bad food, mm. you know what I mean. Obviously, we know. Obviously, ex- we know, exercising obviously is eat, sorry, exercising and obviously eating healthily. Eating healthy is, in some reference, a little bit hard and difficult because um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Even due to I know you talked about stimuli and stuff like that, whether it's salt, sugars, and stuff like that, and maybe past habits as to having things also which do actually contain those things. So, in reference to eating bad. And let's say obviously um, a donut or something along those, along those lines. Like I just, I, I would assume it's a lot easier to eat it rather than not eat it. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. Okay. I mean, there could be like varying answers, but that's just the way. And it's just like, I mean, I've noted one or two things from previous chapters, and we're talking about obviously everything. The books about habits in general, but and it being easier to be part of a group than obviously maybe someone who's standalone. But that would. I don't know, go into things such as obviously joining gangs and stuff like that and some of the things that are taking place at this moment in time as well. Mm. It would be easier to be part of the group of six and seven who are potentially riding out than rather say, no, actually I'm going home. Mm. No, that's a good point. There might be other answers, but I, I don't know, it's just the way I look, I've, I've looked at it anyway. Mm. Mm. Mace? In my head, I'm just thinking about that, like, you know, the man on the street chasing, what's it called this time? Chasing the dragon. And out there all day hustling changed for that for that next tip. That shit ain't easy. As in like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Chasing that happen that happen. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's not we say easy to it's not. So I don't know what you're referring I'm not too sure yeah, what you're referring on, to. No, I don't Just know. Just like a man like that say like a heroin addict, like a junkie, and he's got no money and he's trying he's 
out there asking people all day, every day, like not washing, no clothes, no, sorry, no, no food, no nothing, but he's hustling up all the change just so that he can get that, that hit. That's, I was like a ten, that's putting a 10, 12 hour shift. But I think that could have been strong. True. Yeah, that could have been strong. True, very strong. Very yeah, strong. Yeah. So I even sit there and I question, I, I mean, I meant, ah, oh, um, we went to one of those podcastings before. You weren't yeah. there at the time. Mm. And we had a conversation in, in one of those, anyway, in, in a fast food restaurant. Yeah. And I pointed out, do you know how difficult it must be to ask people in this restaurant for change? I don't know if you remember the conversation. I kind of recall. Yeah, I, I, don't know why, yeah. I don't know why I specifically mentioned it. I think the reason why is because obviously when you're driving around all day, you look at things like and you go, yo, do you know how difficult it must be? Because I see the same people over and over again. Mm. To be able to stand there for like 10 hours. Oh, that's why you said that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And be asking for change all day. Do you know how much willpower you must have to be asking for change? And I couldn't tell, and let's be honest, we're not, we probably know, unless they know something that we don't know, mm. there's no way they're picking up a lot of change. Mm during the course of a day. Let's just say £10. I could be wrong. could be way under £10 or could be way over £10. Their motivation is different though. Yeah, so we're talking about cravings and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, again. Mm. I don't know. Um, why do we find bad habits attractive? Um, I mean, your reason's a valid reason. Um, it's easier to be within the group per se or to eat bad food. It's quite more, it's more convenient to pick up a a quick fast food than it is to eat like a healthy mood a healthy meal will find a, a healthy place to eat it's a lot more convenient I guess um, and sometimes I think that the allure of doing something that you shouldn't is tempting like um, I know I shouldn't be doing this it's almost like taboo to do it but I'm going to do it so that's what makes the bad habit attractive do you know what I mean I know I understand that yeah that's a good point all right, so how to reprogram your brain to enjoy hard habits. You can make hard habits more attractive if you can learn to associate them with a positive experience. Sometimes all you need is a slight mindset shift. Do you feel empowered when you change your have to to get to get to in most scenarios in life? Have you and will you implement this mindset shift? And it speaks of this. The reason why I asked that because he speaks of change, the having the mindset shift of rather than saying I have to wash up the dishes or I have to take my mum to work, you can change it to I get to wash up the dishes. Yeah, she's talking about the association and stuff like that. I get to take my mum to work. So the question being is, do you feel more empowered when you do this, if you have done it, in most scenarios in your life? And um, yeah, have you and will you implement this mindset shift? Um, I mean... Yeah, I'm, my answer is yes. And okay. I guess um, the reason be, I mean, yeah, I think it's just a flip of a coin, really, or just looking at the other side of the, I don't know, just the other side of the page, really. I mean, in regards to, um, I don't know, being stressed with work. I mean, yeah, obviously no one wants to be stressed with work, but I mean, the way you can look at it is once I've got rid of this stress or, or, or rid of this workload, you're one step closer to reaching your objective whether it's at work or whether that's in your personal life mm-hmm. what about you miss I actually missed the question that time <laughs> no that's cool um, oh, so it's cool now go on <laughs> <laughs> you get one <laughs> do you feel empowered when you change your have to to get to in most scenarios in life have you and will you implement this mindset shift do you know I've never done that where I said like where I've changed and I, I remember reading this part of the book as well 
I've never done that. But it is, do you know what? In terms of mindset and shifting um, to a mindset where you shift, not that, where you almost feel, you have to, have to like means obliged to, to I get to like, it's a, it's a blessing almost. Like I get to take my mum shopping or something like that, or I have mm. to, rather than I have to. Mm-hmm. I think that is a good thing to do. Whether I can, like, now that it's been said and I've read it, yes, I want to take it on board, whether I will or not is another thing, but it's definitely, I'll definitely um, put that in my, I'll try and add that to my thought process when I, yeah. when I kind of have to, or I get to do a task that I may have not wanted to do. And even now, to be fair, like, uh, let's, yeah, even now, because I just used the mum example, like, more often than not, I'm more than willing to do stuff, which in the past, I would have just said, no, I don't want to, just because it's nice to, it's kind to, um, to do that. And like, I get to see my mum or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? So without saying I get to, I think my mindset's already started to shift in recent times when it like, when it comes to doing little things and stuff. Do you think that's through maturity? I think it's through maturity. I think it's um, not when you're no longer in the nest and actually it's kind of a respect thing. Like it's a thank you without saying thank you. Like, I was under your nest, no longer there. What kind of things can I do just to pay back that thanks without just forever saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's also, I think it's that as well. Yeah. Cool. I mean, he talks about obviously um, motivational rituals you'll see in there as well. So for those obviously who have difficulties in terms of being able to look at it from the other side of the fence, if you sandwich something in there very similar to habit stacking obviously you'll find it obviously a lot more easier what to do the mindset shift um yeah so i'm i I haven't got nothing specific in regards to the motivation but very similar to habit stacking i don't know if you do this you can do that does that make sense Mm. all right so these little mindset shifts aren't magic magic but they can help change the feelings you associate with a particular habit or situation i'm taking it a step further create a motivation ritual simply practice associating your habits with something you enjoy then you can use that cue whenever you need a bit of motivation for instance if you always play the same song before having sex then you'll begin to link the music with the act whenever you want to get in the mood just press play that's on page 132 the key to finding and fixing the causes of bad of bad of your bad habits is to refrain the associations you have about them it's not easy but if you can reprogram your predictions you can transform a hard habit into an attractive one and it's on page 133 mm-hmm. chapter summary quickly um no it's not there yet oh. one was 133 oh is it oh snap yeah 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 yeah, yeah. all right um, so chapter summary of this law, the inversion of the second law of behavior change is make it unattractive. Every behavior has a surface level craving and a deeper underlying motive. Your habits are modern day solutions to ancient desires. The cause of your habits is actually the prediction that precedes them. The, pre- the prediction leads to feeling. The, pre- the prediction leads to a feeling. Highlight the benefit of, vo- of avoiding a bad habit to make it seem unattractive. And habits are unattractive when we associate them with positive feelings and unattractive when we associate them with negative feelings. Create a motivational a motivation motivation ritual by doing something you enjoy immediately before a difficult habit. Girl, tell me where to go.